0: Welcome to Growing in Grace, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. And now, here's the host of Growing in Grace, Mike Kapler and Joel Bereziky. Welcome once again. It's Growing in Grace. I'm the Breeze Man, Joel Bereziky. Uh, Mike Kapler, the Cap, is with me talking about the grace of God, uh, the goodness of God. And uh, this week we want to talk a little bit about faith and uh, how you can stretch your faith out and let God do big things. Right, Cap? That's what we want to talk about, right? Stretching our faith. Stretching our faith. (laughs) Good luck with that. (laughs) That is one of those things where, uh, at least in my Pentecostal background, Faith was something that you had to work out. Uh, You had to work out your faith. You had to stretch out your faith, and then God would do big things. And if you didn't have enough faith, well, then God wasn't going to do things for you. You know, Maybe he didn't have grace. Maybe you'd have a little mercy, but you had to stretch things out. But uh, we're going to take a look at Hebrews 11. We're going to take a look at a few things uh, that might hopefully change your perspective or help you with your perspective on what faith is. So if you want to check out Hebrews 11 with us, we're going to talk about some of the people in Hebrews 11 and, and just kind of take a look at the word faith and what it all means, or, or part of at least part of what it means.
1: Yeah, because part of the problem with what you were just talking about, Joel, from that particular mentality and background is that it, it again puts the responsibility back on us again instead of the finished work of Christ, and we want to get away from that kind of thinking.
0: You know, we, we take a look at, at the word uh, faith. You know, we're saved by God's grace, and it's all through faith. Some people I know get really hung up on, well, do I have enough faith? Is my faith really going to save me? Do I have enough faith? You know, we've been talking, as people know if you've been listening for a while, we've been going through some of the the words in in the book of Hebrews, talking about how through the blood of Jesus, sin was taken away. We've been talking about how there is no other sacrifice except the sacrifice of Jesus. The thing that uh, I really like to point out in all this is that it's not a matter of can you build up enough faith within yourself to believe this, but do you believe it or don't you? I mean, that's that's faith. I mean, do you, it's not as if you have to work out your faith to try to believe, but do you believe it or don't you? Some of these people in the book of Hebrews, uh, in chapter 11, I look at some of the things that they did. You know, it talks about Abel. It talks about Enoch. It talks about Abraham and Noah and, and various other people. And some of the things they did, it's not as if they were struggling and striving to do some great works for God, but simply just by the fact that they trusted in God. And that's really what it was about. The fact that they trusted in God and not in themselves that through that faith they did do some things Uh, but it wasn't as if it was a struggle and a process of striving for them to do those things but just simply they were a natural result of the faith the
1: simple faith that they had in god well hebrews 11 often is referred to as the the hall of faith not that god called it that or anything it's just something we use sometimes just to try to describe the passage of scripture but it starts out in, in hebrews chapter 11 verse 1 let's Let's start there. A verse that I've heard I don't know how many times over the years. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Substance, another word for substance here in the original language is a realization. Another word for evidence is confidence or proof of things not seen. And so we we take a look here. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, For by it, by faith, the elders, who we're going to be talking about here, obtained a good testimony.
0: And so, what is this 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 testimony? What is this that uh, the writer of Hebrews is talking about? He goes on to talk about first of all, you know by faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the Word of God, so that things which are seen were made of things which are are not were not made of things which are visible and so here the writer
1: gets started in talking about what all of this is all about. well, the word framed there in verse three let 's take a look at that. It means to complete what is lacking, to make ready, to repair, to prepare. It's a word that was used for the disciples, mending their nets. The worlds were framed. And I find this so interesting that what we see, this physical world and the ages that have gone by, all of this, when we refer to the worlds being framed, You know, remember, God is a spirit, <laughs> as we are. We don't always see because we're, we're confined into a physical body, often we're confined to the five physical senses, although I believe God desires that we can move beyond that to a certain extent through various gifts that he gives to people. But here we've got everything that has been going on through the ages in this physical world was created by that which is not seen. And I know Paul talked about this in some of his other epistles. But now the, the writer goes on to start talking about some of the people of, of great faith. I, I don't want to say great people of faith, but people of great faith. And, you know, that's something that God desires that, that we would, would all walk in. But as we, as we talk and discuss some of these things, Joel, I, I think some, some things are going to come out about what faith is and what faith isn't. And I I have the feeling in the next couple of programs that there will be a light bulb that comes on regarding some of these things. But let's start out with Abel. Um, By faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and through it he being dead still speaks. Again, we're talking about a testimony that Abel established, and he established a testimony of righteousness by faith. And I think this is, this is such a key thing here, Joel, as we were talking about it earlier.
0: Yeah, uh, because taking what uh, it says here in verse 4 about Abel, along with uh, the previous verse, by faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, that the things uh, which are seen were not made by things which are visible. You look at the world, you look at God's creation, and you understand that everything that you see was made by the invisible God. And that's faith. It's that simple. That's what faith is. And so by faith Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. It's it wasn't something that was difficult for Abel. It wasn't that Abel was was trying hard to believe God for something. <laughs> it's just that Abel believed what God had said. And we might have to surmise a little that perhaps God had Shown Adam and Eve, you know especially with you know the skins that he clothed them with, the skins of animals, you know what it was, what this whole blood offering thing was all about. And Cain, perhaps had seen exactly the same thing, but maybe didn't believe God. Abel saw what God had done. Uh, with with the animal skins and believed god that that was the way to at least at that time that was the way to offer uh, the sacrifices and so abel simply believed god and that's the point it's not what abel did that was the wonderful thing it's that he did it by faith simply by trusting that god that what god said was true and that's really as simple as as faith
1: gets and we could spend some time on this, because you're exactly right, Joel, you've nailed it. It had nothing to do with the sacrifice that caused Cain to gain a testimony that he was righteous. It was because he believed God, trusted his word. We assume, and many Bible scholars do believe, that God probably sacrificed animals in front of Adam and Eve and covered their their naked bodies with the skins of those animals. And so there was probably instruction and demonstration there by God that would be passed on to people when it came to um, the sacrifice, the the blood that was needed there to to cover that sin. And so Abel trusted God, uh, and and, uh, that's why he obtained the more excellent sacrifice than Cain, whereas Cain just simply brought, he was a farmer, and and probably just shrugged and said look i'm 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 bringing this look at all this is good stuff here i worked hard for this in other words cain brought the fruit of his own labor and god primarily rejected that abel trusted the word of god and so by faith not because of what he did but by faith uh, he was declared righteous or or obtained a witness that he was righteous
0: yeah we got to you know keep in mind here as I said for the last few weeks we've been talking about the, the chapters of Hebrews that kind of lead up to this. And the author is making an overall point. We've got to remember that it's the, by the blood of Jesus that our sin was taken away, uh, that there is no other sacrifice except the sacrifice of Jesus. The author of Hebrews is making the point that it's all about Jesus. It's it's all about Jesus. And and just if I can just peek ahead to chapter 12... To see where chapter eleven is leading to, <laughs> you know, in chapter twelve it says, "Let's all right, we got all this stuff down. Now let's look at let, now let's look at this let, in, in uh, Hebrews twelve two. Let's look unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. And so that's you know all of this that's being said. You know, there's a therefore at the beginning of of chapter twelve. So as we look at chapter eleven, that's what the author's leading up to, looking to Jesus, the author and finisher of our the author and finisher of our faith. It's not, you know, the opposite of faith in God is trusting in ourselves. That's the last thing we want to do. That's not what Christianity is about. That's not what life in Christ is about. It's about faith in God, taking God at His word and trusting him. And so as we look at some of the lives of the people that Hebrews 11 lists as, as people of faith, I like how you said that, Mike. It's not that they had that they were great people of faith. They are people who had great faith, and it's just because they simply trusted God. And for the last uh, probably two or three programs, I've been saying that I wanted to get to, to look at some of these uh, biblical characters that are mentioned in Hebrews 11 and show that they're not exactly all the squeaky clean, good little Christian boys and girls that we would like to make them out to be. Maybe we'll have to save that for the next program as we're uh, running out of time for this. But just know that it's, it's not our behavior that defines us. It's our birth. You know, We were born into Adam uh, originally, and we were born again into Christ. We were born into sin and into death <laughs> and when, when we were first born. Our, we were born spiritually dead. And then when we were born again, we were born into a new identity of righteousness and of life with Christ. And it's all by faith. This, this simple faith that we're talking about. And so we want to make faith out to be what it is. It's not some hard thing. It's not some thing that we need to you know, work our spiritual muscles. It's just simply, do you believe it? Do you take God at his word? Or are you trusting in yourself?
1: Yeah, and remember what the writer of Hebrews said leading up to this, among other things, that these old sacrifices with the animals could never take away sin. So it, was, it wasn't about the sacrifice again that Abel made. It was trusting in God. It was faith. And and just to make it real simple here now, faith is... Is trusting in God and what He says, not based on the efforts of ourselves. It wasn't because Abel made a better sacrifice than Cain. Really, didn't have anything to do with it. It, w- it was a, a, a response out of out of faith and trusting in what God said and what He teaches us.
0: And so, yeah, we'll talk about more about this. Uh, we'll talk more about this as uh, you know, at least in the next program, uh, maybe beyond that as well, because I, I think that. At least in my experience in the church, faith has become such a hard thing, and it's not supposed to be that way. And and hopefully with this program and maybe some future ones, you'll have some weights lifted off you that aren't necessary to be there on you that God doesn't want on you uh because you know it's rest and peace and joy in the holy spirit that he saved us for and for freedom uh not to have all these heavy weights on us. Well, hey, I'm the Breeze Man, Joel, and Mike Kepler, the cap with me, growing in grace. Check out more information about us at graceroots.org. You'll find uh, an archive of our past programs there. We invite you to check out those past programs. We'll be back again with you next time for more talk about growing in grace. You've been listening to Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Borizaki, a weekly program featuring informal conversations to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to
1: live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ.